Hello, and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. And now, your host, Norbert Strapler, the CEO of Sync Spider. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Things by the Ecomops podcast. Today I am talking to Hillary Scott. Hello, Hillary. Hi, Norbert. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely great to have you here. Thanks for joining. Um, Hillary, let us dive right away into the interview. Um, how did you get first into e-commerce? Well, this is a family business, so I'm actually the second generation to run Halstead. So I watched oh, cool. my parents. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's nearly a 50-year-old company. So it started out in the catalog and mail order space and then <laughs> gradually evolved into e-commerce. So we started back in the Dreamweaver days. Yeah. And 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 did did your catalogs still um uh, do you still have them or or mm-hmm. um yeah, still so mixed up catalog and e-commerce. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, do, do the people still use catalogs or is more into the e-commerce world already? Definitely more e-commerce um, yeah. on the transactional level, but we still consider print to be a really important part of our marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, it's a mixed world. I hear that uh, very often, especially in B2B market, um, that um, catalogs are still important uh, because you need something that, that is on your table and you can go mm-hmm. through it. Um, and maybe even show uh, material uh, pictures and so on uh, on a printed mm-hmm. level. So that uh, and 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 the order process. What do you see here? Are they uh, are your um, 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 are your customers going to the store, log in and purchase based on their pricing, or do they still call you or send fax? <laughs> No, no calls or fax anymore. It's definitely 95% um, web shopping cart transactions, even though we're B2B. Um, that's just the way everybody sources now. Okay, great. What exactly do you sell? So we sell parts and materials for jewelry businesses. So we are B2B. We don't sell finished jewelry. We just sell the components and you know findings and chains that are necessary for jewelers to make their work. Mm-hmm. Got it. And what's your current e-com stack? So most of our stack is proprietary. Um, we are using a platform called Zenode, but we're not using one of the major players like Magento or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as a general rule, we, we try to steer clear of software as a service as much as possible. It really can eat into the business model very quickly. Um, okay. So we're lucky enough to have in-house developers and an IT team here that is very mm-hmm. skilled. Um, so we try to, to run as independently as possible. Mm-hmm, great. And um, do you do you also utilize other platforms than your e-com store to sell online or is it just the e-com store? Uh, mostly just the e-com. You know, there's some plugins for, of course, credit card processing and sales tax quotes and things like that. Um, so we do need some of those accessory services, mm-hmm. um, but we try to keep it as simple and streamlined as we can. And are there specific platforms um, like, I'd say, like Amazon for B2C? Um, I, actually, Amazon also has now the B2B um, uh, track, let's call it like this. Mm-hmm. But are there any specific kind of platforms where um, jewelry companies come and find new suppliers and, and know your uh, list? Mm-hmm. 
There are um, definitely those marketplace um, facilitators in the space, um, but we do not sell on any marketplaces. So we run 100% of our transactions through our independent um, interface. Oh, wow, that's great. Mm -hmm. uh, so you don't have problems to find new customers, um, even you are just on the website and have good online marketing. Yeah, so we have a great marketing team here and um, we're very well known in our, our niche market in the jewelry world. Um, so we continue to leverage that reputation and, you know, attract new clients who enter the jewelry space through our relationships there. Cool. Um, do you do you have any specific person in your team that is focused on operations? Um, in the digital sense, um, we have an IT team, but we have an entire warehouse team here in, in picking, shipping and fulfillment as well. So, yes, we definitely have leadership for that team. Um, that's great at the fulfillment side of things. Yeah, and is is uh, when when we see your team, so you you also pick and pack and ship, so you don't have mm -hmm. an external warehouse who's fulfilling for you. No how is the process. <laughs> so so how how do you do you do this? Um, is, uh -huh. is this somehow connected to your store when an order comes in to populate mm -hmm. all the shipping documents, or how how is this done? Well, um, it's kind of a mix of automation and human touch, right? So we have a customer service team um, that processes all of the orders that come into our website um, and makes any additional notations, communicates back and forth with the clients if there are shortages, for example, um, or any issues on the order. Um, we have about 5,000 different products that are all sold in different wow. pack sizes. Yeah. Um, and it's all very small parts, right? So yeah. our, our warehouse is not that big because everything we sell is very, very tiny. Um, so once an order is completed, it goes, you know, down to our warehouse logistics team where they print out a pick list and go through pick, pack and ship in the warehouse. Um, <laughs> just like you would at Amazon, fewer robots, no robots, no robots, <laughs> all, only human. Only human, but it yeah. looks very similar. Yeah. I guess you will have a lot of fun when you do the inventory once a year. Yeah, yeah. You need you definitely need your readers on for all those little <laughs> bitty pieces. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess. Um, your customers, um, I, I, I often see in the B2B world that, um, especially when it comes to um, uh, manufacturers and B2B customers relationship, that the your customers um, sell the goods then to the end user mm -hmm. and they often request things like um, a data feed of the products or um, or or some kind of uh, direct connection to the e-commerce um, solution so they can create an order that is automatically placed in your store is this something that you also see that those requests come in You know, less and less, our, our industry has changed a lot in the last, you know, decades, like many industries. Mm -hmm. um, our product is largely transformed by our clients. So our customers are jewelers, um, they're artisans. So they are taking our, our components and our raw materials and transforming them into finished jewelry. Mm -hmm. So they don't really need um, stock video or photography that they can then pass straight through their pipeline because the products look so very different by the time they reach the end consumer. Um, so that was once a high demand service for us when there were a lot of brick and mortar small retailers in the space that were, you know, supplying jewelers in their local markets. Um, but we've really seen the industry consolidate um, through the supply chain. And that's that's less of an issue than it once was. Mm -hmm. So there was a dealer between you and the jewelry 
mm-hmm. in the in the past. Uh, I know those um, as well from 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 the shops that we did. So they 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 just um, resold what you have, and 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 they needed that. Yeah, I understand. And now the the jewelry comes directly to you and purchases directly. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. this um, 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 a huge uh, transition, or is this step? Uh, did this went step by step that that this part was cut off? I think step by step. You know, in in a lot of industries, we're seeing that middle space get squeezed um, mm-hmm. more and more. You know, that's part of the digital revolution. Um, so even a lot of international supply is happening direct to consumer now, um, and that's been an interesting challenge for us as an e-commerce distributor to really stay relevant and build value at our point in the supply chain to, um, you know, really serve our client base and understand their needs. Mm -hmm. Got it. What what do you do to ensure that your customers always um, have the same experience and a constantly good quality uh, with your services? Well, on the supply side, we do a lot of lab testing. Um, You know, we do work in jewelry and precious metals. So there is a pretty high Um, burden and expectation of quality standards. Um, So we just do send out products regularly for verification testing on metals purity, for example, Mm -hmm. to make sure that um, we are, you know, selling exactly what we say we're selling um, and we have no issues there. On the service side, um, our onboarding process for our team is really important and how we train our people to provide consistent service. Um, One of the things we're very proud of at Halstead is that we have an in-house jewelry and metalsmithing education program where all of our staff goes through um, jewelry making and repair training so that they understand the problems our clients face and can help them on the service side with both technical issues and business issues. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Uh, How many people do you have? 25. 25, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, that's yeah. really great. How, how is it going for you um, during this uh, COVID um, um, pandemic? You know, it was bumpy at first um, yeah. and very stressful. Um, but what we've seen, certainly in the domestic market, um, is the the e-commerce business surge has really benefited our clients um, who largely sell online or very quickly pivoted to online jewelry sales um, to serve those changing consumer behaviors. Um, So we've actually seen business recover very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And in recent months, we've even seen, um, you know, sales growth compared to the same periods last year. So we're feeling very, very lucky. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, I've seen that um, as well, that is especially, um, well, consumer goods, uh, you are at home, uh, you want to make things more beautiful, you have time to browse and to purchase something. Um, So there is an increase, of course, in, in, in online purchases. Um, and yeah, I can assume that, that this finally reflects to the suppliers, um, so that they, that everything that is online really had, had a boost, um, to that. Um, is, is there, um, um, automation at some point in your company? So is, is there, does, does automation play a role in, in your operations? Um, You know, it definitely does on the processing side in terms of streamlining um, shopping cart orders as they as they come in and are prepared for the picking step. Um, Our product has some unique quirks. So every year we get better and better at streamlining those processing steps in the computer systems. Um, But we're not using automation too much in the picking process other than, you know, standard barcoding um, and and pick, you know, batch consolidation, things like that. 
Um, so it gets better every year and the technology keeps advancing as well, which is very helpful. Yeah, I need to agree. <laughs> um, what, what will your ops team be focused in the next two years? Oh, goodness. That's a great question. Um, you know, we're definitely working on, on refining the barcoding and, and batch picking pieces in our warehouse right now. Um, we have some catch up to do on the technology there because it has come so far. So there are efficiencies to be gained in logistics. Um, so we'll be chasing those down quite a bit and reviewing our warehouse mapping. Um, so that's a big focus area. Um, goodness, other than that, um, just trying to get through this COVID thing, I think it's, yeah. it's going to be a bit of a long road. And I think consumer behaviors have been permanently altered. So we're all still trying to figure out how that's going to settle and impact sales in the long term. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, a really hard scenario um, to to see what what's what's going on in the next um, let's say the next year. Um, also, here in Austria, a lot of companies um, need to um, to quit jobs um, because of that. And and finally, the 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 volume of the the money that the people have gets of course less, and therefore they will start to save some money with not purchasing anymore online, even if we had a boost uh, online. On the other hand, we will see a lot of e-commerce stores popping up on every, um, on every edge. Um, and, and I think that, um, yeah, the, the time of course will show, but um, it's going to be anyway for, for, um, for all businesses, a different time. Mm -hmm. I think Absolutely. We, we need to have different approaches and see where we can make, business um who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career oh my goodness a lot of people um you know I'm i really <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. really i would say that's true and even though it's changed so much in the last 20 years um i do credit my parents for kind of being pioneers in the e-commerce shift um you know back back when all of this started in the 90s um, starting an e-commerce website was a ris risky proposition. Oh, it was yeah. very clunky. Um, so they had the foresight to invest in that very early in the process um, and then keep evolving with the technology as it moved forward. So IT has always been a, a major strategic advantage for our company. Um, we have an in-house IT team um, and we make sure that um, you know we are never cutting quarters on our servers and our hardware and our network um, that is that is definitely an investment worth making in your business. Yeah. Um, Hillary, thank you very, very much for your time. Uh, it was really a pleasure to talk to you and to get a few insights on how the e-commerce um, business works for you um, during that time as a B2B um, business channel. Um, and I wish you good luck in the future. Stay healthy. Thank you, Norbert. You as well. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye-bye. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.